Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. The episode you're about to listen to will not feature me, Cody Crane. Don't worry, I didn't die. I slept in. My alarm, I don't know what happened. My phone died. I slept for a amount of time that didn't seem humanly possible. But we have a great episode today with Michael Balazzo as the guest. And Joel is still here. He didn't sleep in. Only one of us did. And stick around for the end of this episode because I will give you the update on Ozzy's hog that you've been wanting. What did Ozzy say to the message? Should I send him more? Find out at the end of the episode with a little outro. Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. It seems today that all you see is mass singer on TV and podcasts on your phone. But where's a good old-fashioned podcast to talk about the mass singer? It's us. I'm Joel Edmiston. And uh, Cody uh, was a little late today, so I've started recording without him. I, um, he'll, he'll probably join um, at some point. Hopefully he's not mad. But uh, we have a great guest, so I thought, why not just start recording right now? It's Master Impressionist, Jay Farrow. Hey, Joel. Great to see you once more. <laughs> um, uh, just joking. Um, uh, it's not Jay Farrow. Well, it's Jay Farrow uh, impersonating Michael Balazzo. Yes. Uh, thanks for having me, Joel. And you're right. I, am, I consider myself to be Canada's Jay Farrow in that I'm uh, known for my amazing impressions and um, people are always wondering what happened to my career. Yeah, what the? I was about to say that. I was about to say, what happened to your career, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, I was thinking about Jay Farrow. But uh, Michael, you've uh, just watched your first episode of The Masked Singer. Yes, and what an episode it was. They're mm-hmm. Thanksgiving spectacular. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, I have to thank you for introducing me to this world. I- I've made, the funny thing is I've made tons of jokes over the years about the different Masked Singer characters, especially Banana. I'm always, I've I've tweeted a bunch about Banana and stuff, but I've never actually watched it. I was a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I I wanted to hold your feet to the fire because once we started doing this uh, Masked Singer coverage, uh, when Survivor stopped, I was like, I I need to get, we need to get Michael Balazzo to to put put his money where his mouth is. Absolutely. Well, thank you for holding me accountable. And uh, where, does, uh, where does Broccoli um, rank in terms of your, uh, um, uh, I don't know what, what, what it is that makes you love the, the banana and egg, the people you've tweeted about in the past, but where does Broccoli rank for the, in that now? Now that you've seen an actual performance by, by Broccoli. Now, Broccoli, <laughs> I, I know we'll talk about Broccoli's performance later at length. Uh, briefly, I enjoyed it. I was enthralled. I loved it. But... Compared to characters like Egg or Banana or even Baby Alien, right. Broccoli, to me, it, it just as a, as a Muppet puppet, isn't as exciting. But what the performer did with Broccoli was astounding. That's, that's, the, that's where you're like, oh, okay, Broccoli's an all-timers when he opens his mouth. Yeah, and, and starts uh, uh, starts grooving yeah, slowly. Exactly. And yeah. I, I can't tell if the belly was like... A fat suit, or if Paul Anka really has that that belly there. Oh, spoiler alert! I guess we're allowed to. Oh, the episode allowed to, is aired, right? Yeah, episode right. is aired. I th- we we assume yeah. people have already watched the episode. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. I wonder. Was Paul Anka? Uh, is it? Yeah. Was it the was the belly part of the costume? Is Paul Anka sort of letting himself go during lockdown, like so many of us? Or mm-hmm. is he? At, you know, I'd love to see him totally naked and see what the hell's going on. <laughs> Maybe that should be Mass Singer after hours, where they they make the people take off all the they. They go into the dressing room and watch the person take off the entire costume and then stand stark naked for five minutes. And then like a team of scientists poke and prod them and sort of weigh them and shine bright lights on them. I'd love to see someone do that to Paul Anka and he'd be That'd be great. And, yeah. and I would have loved to see it for Bob Saget a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and for uh, Buster Rhymes. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Now there's a, there's a former A-lister that I didn't expect to see involved yeah. in the world of mask singer yeah and he he didn't even let them unmask him either he just took his mask right off he said i don't like this i don't like this <laughs> yeah how long ago like remember how he had the the big comeback with the wrestler i'm mm-hmm. sure you you guys talk about this but everyone was like oh he's back he looks weird but he's back and that was an amazing performance and then a few years later he's he's you know, some yeah. would say debased himself by appearing on The Masked Singer. Yeah, well, I mean, the the wrestler didn't, uh, he, I feel like his, his, this is so stupid and I hate Oscar politics, but it was his sort of like nonchalantness at the Oscars and bringing his dogs to the red carpet and all this stuff that made people be like, eh, fuck this guy. He's, he's just <laughs> the way he used to be. There's nothing's changed. Like the wrestler was such a perfect, perfect casting for him that I, I think people struggled with finding roles for him that that uh, were as perfect as the wrestler cuz he was in Iron Man 2 right which i think is the worst marvel movie i don't know if you have an opinion on that i actually i don't know no i mean he play he has a russian accent in it and it's a really bad accent well and now here he is on the, the mass singer. singer yeah and does he have a does he have a face tattoo or was that part of the because he had something like this weird pink diamond on his cheek, and I can't imagine that was part of the costume he was wearing because it would have covered it. Maybe he he thought the mass Singer was you have to do a face tattoo, and then they caught him. They're like, you don't need to put a face tattoo on. We have an actual mask. He's like, oh, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Yeah, people he, – he's he, – he, he probably would be pretty upset to hear us talking shit about him like this. Yeah, but do you, um, you, do you think you could take Mickey Rourke, Michael? Well, he's I guess he was in pretty good shape for the wrestler, but that's already a what ten years ago. I could probably destroy him. Yeah, um, especially if he had his back turned to me and I had the advantage, and I like oh, I don't know, stabbed or him or yeah, broke yeah. a chair on his neck or something. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I would probably want or to, shoot him. I would want to have some sort of upper hand there. Yeah, yeah. I would like to have some sort of higher ground or a, a ideally, I'd like him to have his back to me. He doesn't know I'm in the room and I just shoot him in the back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'd stand a chance in that situation. You're certainly uh, Canada's gun guy, too. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're always loaded. Yeah. Um, I will say that Paul Anka, I could definitely beat the shoot out of, even if I didn't have the upper upper ground. Or, no, uh, the guy. The guy seems. I mean, he's small. He's quite old. I think he's seventy nine. He was. He seems arthritic. He was moving slowly in that costume. Mm-hmm. 
So he's already got arthritis or something. Then he's also weighed down by this broccoli costume. You could do some real damage to him, I'm sure. Yeah, imagine beating the shit out of Paul <laughs> while he's wearing the broccoli costume. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, oh, oh, like he's got these big hands too. Yeah, he's got huge hands. The moment where now when just like the the big um climactic moment where they're like who is it who is broccoli and then nick it cannon so tried long, right he tried to help him take the head off and he whoever broccoli was seemed elderly mm-hmm. and i was like oh god he's gonna rip he's gonna like pop his head off while he's <laughs> he's gonna break this old man's neck taking the broccoli head off and it is the headless horseman <laughs> and then when they took the head off paul anka his Old 79-year-old head, he's covered in sweat, he's plastic surgery, out the mm-hmm. wazoo, and his hair is all fucked up. He looked insane. I loved it. <laughs> what did he sing tonight? Old-time rock and roll? Old-time rock and roll. I feel like he's saying that every week. I can't, I can't remember the other songs <laughs> he sang, but it's always something like that. Like, oh, has he been on before? Well, this is of his third episode. He's, he's oh, right, it. right, right. Yeah, he's made it three episodes. The other people in his, I think it was Wendy Williams got unmasked and Bob Saget. So, right. I guess I was I was thinking that Paul Anka, sorry, that Broccoli wasn't like a a proper performer. I thought he was just like <laughs> a charismatic, you know, performer, but not like a singer because I didn't I wasn't very impressed by his other performances. So I was there surprised was a when it was, Paul yeah. Anka. I mean, definite elder energy to his performance yeah. of old-time rock and roll. Um, he, as I said before, he was kind of moving slowly, seemed mm-hmm. to have some sort of back issues or something. And it's funny when he did the uh, little, like, clue segment of, like, who am I? He led, he seemed very horny as well. Because he was yeah. like, I, in my <laughs> career, ladies love me. And I love them back. And then when they asked him, like what's your because it was the thanksgiving episode mm-hmm. they were like what's your ideal thanksgiving meal he said like some turkey and a 42 year old from chicago <laughs> what the, the fuck does that mean <laughs> <laughs> and uh i like to uh um uh, perform cunnilingus on a, a middle-aged woman in chicago illinois imagine his sweating head with the fucked up hair in the broccoli costume just yeah eating out a woman legend paul anka yeah, in another week, he's hit on uh, Jenny McCarthy and Nicole Scherzinger as, uh, Scherzinger as well. And, yeah. and now they've put a face to their uh, secret admirer, and they can choose yeah. whether they want him to eat them out or not. Yeah, maybe back, backstage he can do that. Also, uh, he, he puts his money where his mouth is in terms of being horny because he, he mentioned – that he has a 14-year-old son, and he's 79 years old, which means he conceived his son at the age of 65, <laughs> which is fine. You know, he's, he's got, you know, money to leave to this kid, but he probably won't be there much longer. He probably won't see the kid graduate high school for yeah, sure. it is a thing that a lot of these, like, old rich men do, eh? Like, they just decide that they're going to yeah. have another kid at, like, whatever age, and it's like don't you and it's like they're like second or sometimes third family and it's like your kids gonna be like 21 when you die have you do you thought about that it's like nagging your child yeah 
in a way. Yeah, it's it's certainly setting them up for some sort of like complex as well. Like you you have a grandfather for a father. Yeah, and then like imagine Paul Anka's fourteen year old son. All the other kids at high school are like, "Hey, my dad's. We're going camping this weekend, or whatever. We're going to a baseball game." And uh, he's like, "Yeah, my dad's almost eighty, and he played an insane looking broccoli man on <laughs> on this show." Yeah, it's so and funny. talked about how horny he was. <laughs> <laughs> talked about going down on a woman from Chicago. <laughs> he also made. I wrote it down because it it really moved me. After he was unmasked and he didn't, you know, move on to the next round, he said, um, "Quote: We have gone through something in our country, and to have this kind of fun and enjoy this like this, you should all be very proud." <laughs> <laughs> Can John give yourself a pat on the back? Right. Oh, and Ken, we didn't even talk about Ken's funny joke off the top. Oh, uh, when he came out with a uh, turkey on his head? Yeah, so they they started the show and all the the judges were there, except for Ken. And I was like, oh, shit, did something... Did something bad happened to, to Ken? Where is he? And died from coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was part of a gag, mm-hmm. and he came out, and here was the joke. He came out with a turkey hat, mm-hmm. and it was like, uh, didn't you all get the email? We have to dress up like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and everyone was dinner, like, of course. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was truly hilarious. I actually thought they must have like a – like a Dan Harmon or or, or like a, a genius on the writer in the writer's room or something like that. I mean, that kind of joke in the wrong hands could have fallen flat. Um, mm-hmm. But when you combine the writing talent and the performance of Dr. Ken, it was wonderful. Speaking of jokes, um, it is every comedian's dream to do a impression of a celebrity and then have Robin Thicke, instead of laugh, clap and say, <laughs> Yeah, Jay Farrow came in with the heat. He did several impressions. He did... Um, Terrence Howard, right off the top. Now, Terrence Howard, that's the, the, the impression, you know, everyone's got a Terrence Howard that they do if they're an impersonator. But no one can capture Terrence Howard quite like Jay Farrow, you know? <laughs> it, I'll, I'll say it was a pretty good impression, but I, like, yeah. I guess <clears throat> people, like, they, they put, like, the... the the Terrence Howard's face over top of his face, just for all the people who who don't know who Terrence Howard is by his name. Yeah, and yeah, Robin Thicke was losing it, and everyone yeah. was like, they show the they cut to the audience, who I guess are. It's pre-recorded, so right. like they they're not there to laugh at Jay Farrow's jokes. That's all edited in. So would you be mad if you were watching that episode and then they cut to you in the audience laughing at? Jay Farrow's Terrence Howard. You're like, actually, if I had been there, I wouldn't have laughed that much. <laughs> that's, that'd be fu- that's a funny way to cancel somebody too. If Jay Farrow does like a, I don't know, like a Hitler impression, and it's like it's very sort of like you're not, you're not sure if he's like actually joking or, or agreeing with Hitler at all, and then yeah. you cut to me, and I'm like, <laughs> I agree with that. It's a uh, bad look. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I Jay would, Farrow. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, then I would have a problem with it. Is what I was say, yeah. <laughs> they sort of had him on to, I mean, they just forced him to do impressions and he did throughout the show. Yeah. Terrence Howard, uh, Kevin Hart and the rock 
as well. And he did Will Smith. The Will Smith one actually was the one I was most impressed with. I was like, I've never heard anyone do a Will Smith impression before. Yeah. And I thought, my favorite, just to be serious for a second, my favorite impersonations are ones that you don't think are, are distinct enough to have an impression. So when you hear, like, when you hear, like, so you don't, like, listen to Will Smith and think, oh, he has a distinctive voice, and then somebody, like, captures it pretty well. You're like, okay, that's, that's pretty good. That's funny. That's Pharaoh's bread and butter, man. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's so famous. And so, why did uh, Lorne let him go? What happened? Yeah. Did that actually, did he let him go? Did he fire him? I have no idea why Jay Farrow left mm-hmm. SNL, but, you know, I bet Lorne is, if Lorne was watching him do his Terrence Howard, He'd be he kicking been, himself right now. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Maybe Jay Farrow, uh, if they can't get, because Terrence Howard is famously very prickly, if they can't get Terrence <laughs> Howard to host <laughs> SNL, they can get Jay Farrow to host SNL as Terrence Howard. That would be amazing, and I don't know why they've never tried that, to have someone do an entire, yeah. To host well, they've, done, they've had Paul Rubens host as Pee Wee Herman, so that's the closest, maybe the closest, oh. I don't know. And does he just play Pee Wee in different, situations yes. yeah it's actually huh. it's uh, like i've watched that episode it's a very funny episode of the show because you have like peewee just like interacting with all these like uh 90s snl characters it's pretty funny so would it have been like lovitz and victoria jackson and phil hartman and stuff uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's nice. like you know uh lovitz lying character where he's like yeah yeah that's the ticket yes it's that guy and peewee herman in a jail cell it's a pretty cl- <laughs> funny sketch <laughs> um excellent yeah i i it could have been Pee Wee herman i did you have any guesses for broccoli before they before they took the the mask off i mean i had my suspicions that it was a a man like in his 70s or 80s because it can't be overstated how slowly broccoli was moving around and grooving on stage and i I said this before we started recording but I, i i thought it was going to be martin sheen Martin Sheen. The body type. I just thought it was Martin Sheen. At one point, they had a sort of wide shot of Broccoli standing sort of flanked by the men in black. And Broccoli looked to be about four feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was like a small older man. Yeah. (laughs) But but even even with the the, the, the big Broccoli uh, helmet, he looked like he was four feet tall. I guess um, Danny DeVito uh, right. also okay. came to mind. but Somebody guessed him earlier on in the season, I'm pretty sure, too. Mm. Or no, I think Ken Jong guessed Baby Alien was Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it was. Um, but you, you, you said you, you've, you, you heard about the whole Baby a- Alien fiasco, yes? I did not. No. I saw when they... When they um, debuted baby alien and my god the judges lost their minds the yeah. the cutaway audience went insane it and rightfully so the fir- the very first puppet everybody thought it was going to be jeff dunham people thought it was i thought it was dave coulier the original def- jeff dunham oh. um people thought it was you know everybody thought it was a comedian and then it was like this guy named mark sanchez or something like that a, like a, a, a nfl quarterback who like retired years ago five oh. years ago and the, everyone was like Oh, okay. Oh, what? <laughs> no, not him. <laughs> yeah, it, it can't be. I like that a lot of the guesses 
seem to be they like way over overshoot it's like they always guess it's like an a-lister dressed up as a jellyfish or something like that's tom hanks in there <laughs> yeah they guess bill murray with yeah broccoli. like bill murray like if you knew bill murray's personality at all you know, the last thing he would be doing would being was would be to be broccoli <laughs> but yeah because you they guess the a-listers and then you in their like clues segment it's always like a story like I was on top for a while and then I had a dark period where I had no work and yeah. um and then that's, you're like that's the that's the clue package for mm-hmm. every mass singer. I, I I pointed this I noticed that earlier on in the season. It's always yeah. I was on top and then there's always a redemption arc in all of the, the first clue packages. It's very yeah. strange. I well I mean obviously I guess with the kind of you know the career path in in your trajectory of your career path you're maybe on the bottom or close to the bottom of of your like fame if you're yeah. going to want to use mass singer as a redemption tool it's never like i was just this year nominated for an oscar for best performance in a film yeah. <laughs> now i'm, I'm capping at, off the year with <laughs> i'm at the very top of my career uh yeah i <laughs> i i was just uh um given the nobel peace prize <laughs> um so let's uh let's talk about mushroom and jellyfish what do you think of their performances tonight um mushroom let me see i had some notes here thanks for uh, taking notes no one's ever done that not even me or cody <laughs> <laughs> well i took this very seriously and I, i'd like to point out that this is uh, an episode that almost never happened. Some would say it's a cursed episode. I believe this is our third or fourth attempt to make this happen. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the 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 curse kept going through the week. In that we were supposed to record yesterday morning, and then we realized that Mass Singer got pushed to Thursday because of Thanksgiving. And then today yeah. we were waiting around for Cody, and he still hasn't joined. So I'm glad we started recording when we did. And we were supposed to record uh, in person and meet at Adamson Barbecue to record <laughs> this. And now we can't do that. Yeah, I you know. know. Those, that damn police state. <laughs> Shutting down our freedoms. God damn it. Um, but Mushroom, according to my notes here, um, Mushroom blew everyone away. And there was some uh, debate over Mushroom. Mushroom's gender. Uh, one of the judges was yes. like, "At first, I thought you were a woman, but now mm. I think you're a man." And then, and, and then Mushroom said that they changed their name, right? At some point, so I was like, "Okay, are we getting into weird waters here? Like, are, or are have the 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 judges misgendered them in a way that's like transphobic? You know what I mean? And then they're they're like a trans person. Like, I wasn't sure." Right. And with, with the host and judging uh, judges you have there, it's a who's who of sort of uh, bad politics up yes. there on that stage. Yeah. I know. Well, the Mass Singer is all about redemption arcs. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. surprised. Like, you have an anti-vaxxer. You have a guy who, was, who made a, uh, the blurred lines and he was mm-hmm. exiled. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you have Nick Cannon, uh, Nick Cannon. Of, of his uh, anti-Semitic uh, podcast rant. <laughs> yes, but everyone's back. I don't know if. Oh, I guess Nick, what's her name, Nicole um, Scherzinger. 
I did read her Wikipedia that she is uh, pro-life, which is, you know, it's not illegal to be pro-life, but right. okay. I didn't yeah. know that, but that, okay. Makes, makes sense for the, the hiring pool of the mass singer. That's the pussycat dolls message that life begins at conception. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, Ken Jong is the is the <laughs> the moral compass for uh, yes. for for which we will. I mean, they like it's so obviously they don't give a shit. They had Sarah Palin on last um, season right. too, so it's like they they're they're uh, they don't give a shit. They're uh, yeah, it's uh, it's almost as if uh, all they care about is money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like. The mass singer isn't like the, the pinnacle. They, they're artistic. Uh, they've they're they're sellouts, kind of. They're not punk. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Imagine the lead singer of Piss Jeans was on a mass singer. I mean, I'd I'd turn off my TV and throw up my hands if that happened because that, yeah. that'd be you know. It's the lead singer of Piss Jeans. Hey, <laughs> it was you singing. Uh, yeah, it's rock not unusual the to clock. be loved by yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, Mushroom blew everyone away, blew me away. Very emotional performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was that. on shrooms. Yeah, exactly. What did they sing? I'm, gonna, I'm on the Wikipedia page here so I can, I can cheat. They sang uh, Unconditionally by Katy Perry. Okay. I didn't recognize the song, I guess. I don't know that one either. Um, but uh, I hope that... Now, I'm thinking everyone loved the performance, myself included. Mm-hmm. But hearing that it's a Katy Perry song, I can't help but think that maybe a certain Mr. Russell Brand was sitting at home watching The Masked Singer and he had to turn off the, the show. Cause he, or yeah. maybe it's Russell Brand. That is Mushroom. Maybe. Have they... Patch things up? Are they cordial, Katy Perry and Russell Brand? Or uh... I well, I know that Katy Perry is now with Orlando Bloom, Legoliths, right? And uh, w- William Turner from uh, the the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. So maybe because Russell Brand sort of models his look after the Pirates of the Caribbean, maybe yeah. there is some sort of like I don't know subconscious thing there. So maybe she's still in love with him. You remember when? Was it last summer or a few years ago? Orlando Bloom made the, hit the headlines because he was like surfing with his penis out, and everyone was like, "Wow, that's a." I, I can't think quite of quite a penis. I can't think of uh, Orlando Bloom without thinking of that picture. Like it's just so ingrained in my mind. Yeah, you can you know tell where my mind is at, but that's that's the way that's where I go with if I've seen a celebrity specifically their penis. I've seen a celebrity's penis. It's just, it's especially like a a still image like that. It's like, yeah. Well, you know, those, you know, those news stories about how they, there's like, there's a 96 year old patient with dementia, but when we play a song from their youth, they, you know, they light up and they're, they're coherent. If I'm not wishing this upon you, but if you Mm -hmm. make it to be a hundred years old and you have dementia, Mm -hmm. I wonder if someone showed you that picture of Orlando Bloom uh, with his penis if you'd sort of snap back to uh, yeah, I'd remember everything that's going around me. Yeah. I, I honestly, yeah. it's happened to me a couple of times just uh, while I'm on actually speaking of mushrooms, shrooms, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm having a bad trip, I just look at Orlando Bloom's penis <laughs> and I'm back. Perfect. Um, You're all speaking of pe- uh, celebrity penises. 
I'm hoping Cody does come back at some point because we do need to catch up. You might find this of interest, Mike. You don't watch Survivor, though. You've never watched Survivor, right? I, not for years, no. Not for I'm years. Sorry. Well, there's a, there's a very <clears throat> famous Survivor player, Ozzy, who's played four times, who recently got an OnlyFans, and Cody sub- subscribed to his OnlyFans. So <laughs> we've seen his penis. We're impressed. But Cody has been messaging him and, and asking him... <laughs> Asking him about Survivor stuff, like, are you still friends with uh, so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And we have not got the update over whether Ozzy has responded to that. So I do really want to get the Ozzy's hog update, update right. from Cody once he comes back. So, um, and I did want to just bring it up in case Cody doesn't come because it's starting to look kind of bleak right now. Um, and that could be a bombshell for the episode if, if you get the answer to uh, to that question. It would be it, it would be a huge um, thing. I mean, my prediction is that Ozzy probably apparently you won't, they only see the message if you gave money to him. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with OnlyFans at all. A little bit. <laughs> um. Uh, so if he so what he was gonna do if we didn't get a message this week. He's going to tip the message this week and ask another question like, are you still friends with Coach or something like that? Now, it's funny that he's not responding because – the Survivor Man, I mean, because mm-hmm. I can't imagine he has a huge OnlyFans following, or, or am I wrong? He's one of the sexiest survivors ever. So okay, okay. I think that um, he, he probably does, especially like in, within his first month of joining the site mm. now. So okay. I take it back. I take it back. Yeah. He's at, I, I mean, in his fourth season, I thought he was looking maybe not as, as sexy as he was in his first season, but I, yeah. I consulted with a heterosexual woman and she said, no, no, he's looking good. And I said, okay. All right. Um, that's okay. Good. And hmm. I was, I wonder if that woman is subscribed to his OnlyFans. Well, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in his shoes and imagine you're like, you're considered to be a very sexy man. You put your penis online and then suddenly you get a, a subscriber and you get messages from a, a man in Canada asking questions about. Are you still like, friends with Coach? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. Well, you know what? I just thought of this. He, Ozzy, is a restaurant owner now. Okay. So he owns a restaurant and started his OnlyFans during the pandemic. So I'm thinking maybe his restaurant closed and I'm thinking, hey, that Adamson barbecue guy, he's kind of handsome as well. So maybe that's something you know, he can do. He's kind of a um, hosiery kind of um, outdoorsy. Sexy sort of. Maybe he'll join Letterkenny as a cast member. Yeah, or he'll start his OnlyFans. It's one or the yeah. other. One or the other. He, he's got he's got two choices. Um, Imagine if the bar- Adamson's barbecue guy, mm-hmm. if they lift off the head of the mushroom costume, and it's him. I was thinking that too. It could yeah. be him. Yeah. Um, uh, th- then we'd get a good timeline for when this was filmed. Uh, yeah. In the future. <laughs> but I doubt that this this Toronto barbecue scandal is is. Do you think it has the reach of? Uh, I, I really the, don't. 
I think this story, and if you're not listening in Toronto this week, like the biggest story was that a, a small business, a barbecue restaurant in the west end of the city refused to comply with the city's like health uh, guidelines and, and was like defiantly continuing to offer indoor dining. And then the police came and then a bunch of sort of an array of uh, QAnon people, uh, ne- literal neo-Nazis and anti-mask people came to support him. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's divided uh, the city in a very strange fashion that I uh, am not surprised by at all. But uh, at the same time, it is, it's kind of funny to watch as long as people aren't hurting themselves. But uh, I feel like this sort of thing is happening in every city across North America. Like, yeah, it's, they're being divided by people breaking rules and because, you know, there's idiots everywhere. We're getting political here now, but there's uh, yeah these sort of, <clears throat> morons everywhere you go so we're all surprised by it here because we're in toronto and we're all (laughs) trying to be polite and you know not talk to each other and blah 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 and then it's like oh this guy's blatantly breaking the rules i think uh, in in non like ultra passive aggressive politeness society i think this all this happened like months ago and it's it's just catching up to canada right now we're always behind the curve in a way yeah <laughs> Watching the the mass singer at this time in history, I was like, oh, like America is like falling apart. There are like you know, there's a disease out, spiraling out of control. People are in, at food banks. There's no, you know nothing, no help for anybody. And you turn on the TV, and to relax, you get to see a 79 year old man dress up as a piece of broccoli singing old time rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you hungry. <laughs> mass singer nowadays is just making me hungry everybody's dressed as food yeah it's not fair um yeah i mean what was i gonna say oh i did want to say do this because i mean there's a lot of talk about canada in this episode mm-hmm. with robin thick doing an impression of his dad alan thick which was pretty yeah. good i mean hey robin that guy's canadian that's that's my attempt yeah, do that again. You you didn't sound you didn't sound like Alan Thicke to me. But <laughs> um, maybe I sound like Howard Stern. Hey, Robin. Uh, no, <laughs> hey, Robin. That guy's Canadian. No, I, oh, you I, sounded like Robin Williams there. Hey, Robin. Yes, no, Robin. Yeah. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> well, Robin Thicke's dad used to tell him about Robin Williams all the time. Yeah, he, Robin Thicke is named after Robin Williams. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, we, I was thinking of me and, and also Paul Anka is Canadian. I mean, uh, what mm-hmm. if, what if there was a, and you, you sometimes do the sort of on your podcast, landlord tenant, <laughs> you do the sort of casting of the Canadian people mm. for if, if, if you're going to do a Canadian version of something. So we get the Canadian version of mass singer. Yeah. What do you think? Oh boy. Imagine, um, Okay, so they lift the mask off of uh, Mushroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's <laughs> Canadian musical legend Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah, see, this and, makes sense. Uh, I, and I'm yeah, I'm trying to think of also like the Canadian specific people that only Canadians know, like you know Mike Bullard or uh, uh, Ben Mulrooney. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you could also speaking of Mulrooney, you could go back and just get a bunch of prime ministers. 
Right. Oh, Elvis Stoico. <laughs> uh, Kurt Browning. You lift the mask off of uh, uh, Jellyfish. It's mm -hmm. um, former Olympic figure skater, Kurt Browning, who does yeah. an ad for an insurance company now. Frank D'Angelo could be popcorn. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Frank D'Angelo or uh, <coughs> Kathleen Ed the Wynn. Sock. Ed the Sock, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Tanner Zipchen could be one. Tanner Zipchen? Yeah, mm -hmm. from Cineplex. <laughs> We're, we're getting the Canadian Avengers together right now. Imagine if they lifted the head off of uh, um, a crocodile. Yeah. And it's Toronto's famous uh, chair girl who made headlines for throwing a chair off of a, a, balcony. Like a, a balcony way up high onto a highway. Mm -hmm. And I believe she's Ukrainian. Wow. Well, that's a bombshell. She's Ukrainian. Is she? Was she visiting from Ukraine or was she... I think she's hiding out here, or I don't know, I think she, she lives here uh, permanently, but she yeah. was born in, in Ukraine, I think, oh, or okay. Belarus, one of those places. Interesting. I haven't thought about Chair Girl in a while. I mean, yeah. the whole cast of Leonard, Letter Kenny, the whole mm -hmm. cast of Trailer Park Boys, of course, Dan Levy. Yeah. Well, I actually watched the movie with Dan Levy last night. I think he's... Oh, which one? <laughs> The the happiest season. I guess he's uh he's Hollywood famous now. He's 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 been accepted by America as a right. golden boy for them to cast in their movies now. They he's they've taken him from us. Is it a bittersweet comedy or is it a like a gross out comedy? <laughs> or it's a it's a it's a Christmas rom com. It's actually pretty nice. I gave it three okay. stars. But uh um and he's I think Dan Levy's pretty funny. He's, he's, he, I don't think he's doing much of a stretch from his Shit's Creek character, which you were a writer on. Am I, am I correct yeah. in that? Br briefly. Briefly? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, so, so maybe Dan Levy could be the host. No, that would be a change from mm -hmm. having um, Nick Cannon, who's a host who has publicly said some pretty anti-Semitic things Yeah. Uh, to having a Jewish man. Exactly. That would be yeah. the, uh, maybe a slap in the face to Nick Cannon. Absolutely. He'd be, yeah. he'd be pissed. <laughs> Clenching his microphone. Yeah. Um, trying to think of uh, some other good, what, what a good judge would be. Conrad Black. Yeah. Good. He could be a good judge or, or one of, one of, uh, <laughs> um, Mike Myers is uh, brothers, Paul Myers or Peter Myers. Yes. Now, Paul Myers is the author, but is Peter the one that worked at Sears and then they got Mike Myers to do a commercial for Sears and then like a month later, Sears went out of business? I don't know that story, but <laughs> maybe it's, it's Mike Myers' fault. It's the curse, the love guru curse. Mm -hmm. um, I've never seen the love guru, by the way. Yeah, but I maybe this winter, hell, we've got lockdown. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of daylight. Maybe I'll take the plunge and watch the Love Guru. <clears throat> I think uh, it's the one sort of thing that saved me was watching the Love Guru every day through the the lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's the thing that kept me going. <laughs> um. Uh. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess we're 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 sort of wrapping up here, though, Mike. Are, are we? Or? Well, we haven't. Um, oh, sorry, we have. We talked about mushroom. I wanted to mention something. Yeah. That uh, just to go back to broccoli. I think this episode was all about broccoli, mm-hmm. at least from my POV. When broccoli was doing his clues package, we talked about how he was horny. Uh, then he mentioned like Vegas, and they cut to one of the judges going. For some reason, I don't know how they made the connection. They were like, oh, Jason Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was because of the, uh, they, they went to the, the Jason mask. Oh, okay. Oh, they showed a Jason mask. Yeah, the, the hockey mask, which I think was, a, was supposed to be a, a, a <laughs> Canada clue than a, the a Jason clue. Um, Jason Alexander. <laughs> I was thinking, because uh, I'm a, you know, a big jason fan so i was like oh it's kane hodder the guy who played jason the most for a second for a second i was sure of it even though kane hodder is like this seven foot tall man and brock is <laughs> like four feet tall has robert england the former freddy krueger ever been on mass singer i that would be so good i would love that that's a great idea thank you and if if if, if the mass Singer was in the 90s or in the 2000s. I think for sure he would be on. That's the sort of thing he would do. Right. Yeah, and he's he, not He's not proud. He's not, you know. He, yeah, he's, he's very unpretentious. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's an actor, but he's kind of like Shakespearean in a way. But he's, he's, he's the kind of guy that was like, this pretty like, didn't care. No he, standards, yeah. low self-esteem. <laughs> He'll do anything to in, to base himself if he thinks someone will like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, uh, goes to show you the guy who played the most famous child molester of all time is a fucking fame fame hungry piece of shit. <laughs> um, and I have one more broccoli thing if if I can bring this up here. Of course. Um, just before they unmasked Broccoli, they did a recap of who all the different judges thought it was. And it was a who's who of old melting men. So at the bottom of the screen, mm-hmm. uh, you saw pictures of Paul Anka, Neil Sedaka, Paul Simon, Ringo Starr, and Wayne Newton. And it was like a horror show. <laughs> Paul Simon looks to be the most melted of them all. Yeah, I mean, Jay Farrow kind of pulled that out of nowhere. Paul Simon too. I was like, Jay Farrow, come on. Yeah, what the hell was he thinking? Yeah, and you know? like as if Paul Simon would would sing old time rock and roll and not like a Bell and Sebastian <laughs> song or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean Wayne Newton. I was sort of thinking, oh, that that makes sense. But somebody also said Bob Newhart, and the voice. Sort of <laughs> And they showed his ancient face as well. I would love a show, a singing competition show where it's just men 80 and over. <laughs> the clue was, I'm older than the invention of the microwave. Yes. <laughs> Somebody wrote that for him. What a strange way to describe uh, your age. And he, like, I don't know, whatever genius they have on the writer's, writer's team, uh, Charlie Kaufman writes i'm older than microwave <laughs> and hands it to paul anka paul anka's reading it for the first time and goes like are you fucking serious i'm older than a microwave fuck you what is the 
yeah, it's a weird way to to describe yourself. Yeah. When was the microwave? I looked it up, 1946 or 44 or something like that. It was huh. an even so number. They could have said like, have him say like, I'm, I was born a year after World War II. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, something like that. I was born the same day Hitler died. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I was going to say, you were saying, you know, all these old men. I was like, yeah, it, it kind of looks like Trump's cabinet. Well, yeah, there you go. You're not wrong. All the old droopy men. Um, it, it would be a good redemption arc for Rudy Giuliani to go on. Um, Rudy Giuliani, Henry yeah. Kissinger. I'd love to see Henry Kissinger sing, um, I don't know, uh, uh, Elton John. Superstition. Yeah, that'd be wonder. great. Yeah. Um, oh, I did want to bring up uh, uh, Jay Farrow's guest, Al, Al Roker. He was, I think he was joking a bit when he, he said He was Al. joking a bit when he <laughs> said his black meter didn't go off, which got a big pop. But uh, yeah. um, American Thanksgiving and all this stuff uh, made me think of the, the big Twitter thing that went around last year at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, Al Roker being chased around by a butter. Uh, a stick of butter. Do you remember this? No. Uh, I'll send it to you when we're done. But it, it is a. Um, so the there was a running gag in his coverage of the Thanksgiving Day Parade <coughs> last year, where a man in a mascot costume, similar to Mass Singer, um, but it was butter, and it was like a big stick of butter, and it said butter, and he kept like running up to Al Roker and being like, "Oh, it's that butter again." <laughs> and then one time he slaps him and goes, "Get out of here, you butter." <laughs> was the joke about that, that Al Roker couldn't resist the butter because he had once been a larger man, or was it? I think so. I, it was just like every time butter? he'd be trying to like talk about the the floats and stuff, and then butter would run on screen and be like, "Ah, wow, yeah." And the classic like, oh, joke. Here's that butter again. <laughs> I if I had been Al Roker in that situation, trying to do my job, and then I kept being harassed by butter i would have i would have gone berserk and i would have just like attacked the butter tore it limb from limb you know what i mean <laughs> shot them with a gun <laughs> i would have yeah, waited till the butter had its back to me <laughs> i would have fired six shots into the back of the butter yeah um uh, so uh michael do you want to talk to uh, our listeners about the landlord <coughs> pod mess Yes, now entering its 17th year of podcasting fun. Uh, no, the, land, the Landlord and Tenant Podmaster is a podcast that I do with uh, comedian James Hartnett. Who's getting into Survivor, by the way. So I got to bring him on this show to talk oh. about Survivor. Oh, that, that'd be fun. Did you, has has he, he never talked? done it before? We haven't because I, he just sort of got into Survivor, right? Right. Over the last... And we haven't talked about Survivor on this fucking podcast in months, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I want to get him on to talk about his uh, his his journey, his survivor journey. Well, we we do a show where uh, there's a bit of a premise, but it's a comedy show where James plays my terrible landlord and I play his vulnerable but lovable and sexy tenant, and we argue and we do fun fun little skits. But then we also uh, talk to different comedians or musicians or or other podcasters, and we just have a a whole heap of fun. 
Oh yeah, I was on uh, earlier on this year. It was very fun. Yeah. Um and uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have anything big planned for American Thanksgiving? <clears throat> for the for uh, the podcast or for for your uh, own life in Toronto? I'm probably gonna cook a chicken breast and some. Uh, we have some old sweet potatoes that we need to get rid of, so I'll probably do that. Yeah. Oh, I do want to plug uh, for the listeners. Um, I, f- I wanted to do this at the beginning of the episode, but uh, uh, I have a movie coming out. Have you heard about Elfing Around, Mike? <laughs> I have, yes. <laughs> so it's my feature-length movie that I made out of uh, stock photos, and it's um, coming out next week on Thursday, so Wednesday at midnight. So uh, mark your calendars, everybody, on YouTube. You can find it on my Twitter and all that stuff. I'm going to premiere the hell out of it so just um take a look at that and more coverage and lots of stuff coming soon so i'm, I'm excited for people to see it how long is the movie 80 minutes <laughs> that's quite a, an undertaking congratulations yeah thank you uh it's uh it was um uh, a lot of work but it was fun work and next week actually we're going to take a break from the mass singer and we're just going to do a deep it was, this was my idea, but we're going to do a deep dive and Cody's going to Mark Marin style interview me about uh, uh, elfing around. Damn. Sort of like when Mark Marin uh, interviewed Louis C.K. about Horace and Pete. <laughs> uh, or when he interviewed President Obama. And I remember uh, Mark Marin at one point asked like, so, so man, were you, before you came on the show, were you nervous about it? And Obama was like, Mark, I'm the president of the United States of America. It'd be pretty sad if I was nervous about coming on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) you open like up like this to anyone before? (laughs) What was your, yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've been, uh, sometimes, you know, looking at Instagram when I get up in the morning and seeing that every morning Mark Marin has a Instagram live stream where he Whoa. opens it by yelling at his cat and then talks to his phone for an hour. Does he ever play some some rock and blues guitar? He does. He does. Yes, he plays the blues on his guitar on his yeah. Instagram live stream. I should do that. You should turn everything you do into that just yeah. this podcast your movie yeah mark Marin should go on mass singer and then he brings out his blues guitar <laughs> <laughs> the first man ever to play the guitar on mass singer is podcaster and comedian mark Marin. here's blues milk carton and it's just <laughs> a milk carton with a blues guitar <laughs> milk carton. it says missing my cat buster um do you have cats no sorry i'm sort of i'm sort of stalling i just i want like i want cody to come in last minute and be like i'm here i'm here i'm here but i i honestly think that's gonna happen when you put the episode out you should do one of those things in the show notes where you're like skip to 50 50 minutes and 25 seconds where i ask mike do you have cats There, well, there was a kitty cat on the, on uh, on uh, what's it called, uh, Mass Singer last season. So it also you know works out with this. Do you remember who it was underneath the mask? I think it was a TikToker. Okay. 
or uh, some Instagram influencer, Jojo Siwa or something like that. Right. Um, which I believe is jellyfish is probably, we didn't talk about jellyfish, but jellyfish is probably some sort of Instagram influencer I've never heard of. Oh, did we not even talk about jellyfish? Oh, well. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. I mean, uh, this, this group, oh. we know that this group was like a wash. They're a bit more fun than the other ones, but they're not as talented. Like the other, the other uh, groups like popcorn and seahorse and sun they're actually really good singers like i would whoever they are i'd pay to see them we think popcorn is actually sydney lawfer so uh that's uh, no slouch interesting well i do have a note here i made for jellyfish that while jellyfish was singing a dua lipa song an ad popped up on the bottom of the screen for a new episode of the good doctor i think that was a clue <laughs> Maybe the singer is autistic, just like yeah, or it's Freddie Highmore. Imagine that. Yeah, the first Irish masked singer contestant. Yeah, well, maybe the good doctor was a clue because Sia is in the news right now because she refused to cast a an autistic person to play somebody in her movie mm-hmm. about autism. Yeah. and Freddie Highmore, of course, is a non-autistic person playing an autistic doctor. So it's like. Oh, maybe the clue is there, and it's Sia. I would love that. That it all seems to hold together. That it's a bit of a stretch, but it's the kind of thing you know yeah. they have to you know. Oh, I did want to just ask, what did you think of Ken Jong as just like a, a TV personality? Like I think he's pretty good at his job. He was yeah, pre- yeah. Sorry, it, Jay Farrow sort of took his sort of like comic relief character mm-hmm. uh, like most of the time this this week, but. Ken Jeong usually is, is like the main star of the show. Yeah, I think he's great. He pops on camera. He provides levity when the other. It, it allows the other hosts to get uh, dark or deep, <laughs> and he can always pull them back and go like, whatever. And get existential and nihilistic. <laughs> yes, like Robin Thicke can like pull a gun to his head and like look in the camera and go like, I'm gonna pull the trigger. And Ken Jeong is like, Come on, come on, Robin. We're we're just here to have some fun. Oh, he's a bit of a downer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he shows his penis on camera sometimes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, like I said, it's ingrained in my mind. I just can't look at Ken Jong without thinking of The Hangover. Yeah. And The Hangover 3. Um, anyway, um, Mike, thanks so much for coming on. And, and again, uh, sorry for all the, the, the difficulties we've had with getting you on. Oh, I'm no so, problem. I'm so glad thanks we finally me. did it, though. This was fun. Yeah, I had a great time, and um, you know the gods tried to stop us, but um, well, look who's laughing now, gods. Well, and we'll have to have you on again sometime to, you know, so you can talk to Cody about the, all this. Oh, I'd love it. And uh, you can get the update on Ozzy's penis from uh, OnlyFans. <laughs> Can't wait to hear. Okay. All right. Thanks so much, Mike. Thanks. See you later, everybody. Thanks for listening, and remember to rate, review, subscribe, and follow us on all the social media. Bye-bye. Woo! What an epi. Yeah, sorry again, I couldn't be there. I've let all of you merge heads down. I let Michael Balazzo down. I let Joel down. But I didn't let Ozzy down. Still subscribe to Ozzy. He sent me more messages, but it completely ignored mine. Um, he said, uh, he sent another one that was like, 
you guys asked for it. Here's a picture of my ass or whatever. And then he sent a deep throat video. Um, I didn't pay for either of them. Uh, but I will send him more messages. I will tip on the next ones. What should I send Ozzy to get him to respond to us? Should Ozzy come on the podcast? Wouldn't that be exciting? Talk about his hog in person. Promote his OnlyFans. I, I I I don't know. I, we'll we'll get more Aussie uh, updates next week as I interview Joel about his new movie. Thanks for listening. Love you. <laughs>